the Bible says we we battle not against flesh and blood. Right. But against principalities and powers. Okay. But what's the key to that verse? We battle. Yeah. There is a battle going on continually. We're never not at war. There is always a spiritual war that is going on that manifests itself into some of these these trends. Um, the the wind of the spirit moving produces real tangible things on this planet that you can see with the yeah. feel. To think that the United States doesn't have spiritual evil within it and within its institutions, you know, is wrong. And that's why we need a Bible culture. That's why we're doing a podcast. What are we standing up for? The ability, the freedom to do what's right as God defines that right. God's the ultimate author of liberty. We don't want government to stand between us and our freedom to do what is right. Again, welcome to the Bible Nation podcast. I'm Doug Levesque. I'm here with two of Michigan's top cultural influencers, Tony Nash, the owner of AZ Business Solutions in Owasso, specializing in all forms of advertising and promotion, as well as Jason Georges, the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Corona, Michigan, one of the most active movers of societal thought today. And guys, thanks for coming in again. Good to have these discussions with you. I hope we're making progress yeah, in our thanks culture for having and us. Good society. To be Always good to be here. Today we're going to be talking about wars and rumors of wars. That's a universal thing. You could mm -hmm. be in any decade of human existence and talk about wars and rumors of wars. Um, but we're going to talk about it in light uh, since COVID, okay? Potential of war since COVID. And um, we invite all of our listeners to participate and let us know what they think. The best culture is a Bible culture. It's proven and it works. Check out all of today's topics, articles, books, and of course our podcast at BibleNation.org. Thanks for listening. Well, uh, guys, back in March of 2020, I wrote a couple articles. We, we all were overwhelmed by the potential of a societal global pandemic that could kill us all. And for two weeks, we held our breath mm -hmm. and we made necessary changes. And then we're hearing alternative messages we're hearing things that sound a lot like 1984 george elwell political speak you know mm -hmm. and so we began to say what you know you told us give it two weeks give it four weeks give it seven weeks and we'll clear this thing and we're not seeing the numbers we're not seeing the math we're not seeing this and yet all of a sudden we had a overturning of society global wide and a change in vocabulary and a change in tenor and so I wrote a couple articles. One was about COVID. We talked about COVID. Um, and I wrote, I wrote this article called COVID-19 Wars. These 2020 hotspots may spill over this summer. And here we are kind of at the same time of year in 2021. Mm -hmm. We're calling it a post-COVID back to normal world, but not really because all of a sudden now the new normal is redefined as right. having the shot or the new Delta variant, Delta variant. Mm -hmm. and now double mask or two kinds of America. Fauci said there's going to be two kinds of America. Mm -hmm. Well, that's division. That's civil war. You know, there's the red and the blue states, you know, sort of thing. Well, we have the press secretary coming out this week saying they're going to go door to door for those who have not been vaccinated. Yeah. yeah they're the doing a whole the, yeah, a yeah. campaign. Yeah. So we've got two different thoughts going on here <laughs> yeah. on what's going on. And so the potential for war around the world and civically uh, for a civil war in the United States, um, I didn't go and, and print off and bring to, to, to bear all the articles that I have been saving regarding the, 
potential of civil war in America. Mm-hmm. And from foreign governments, from India, from England, from Europe, and everyone's saying it's about to happen, it's about to happen, it's about to happen. So for the last uh, four to six months, there's been this explosion of talk that, man, America's on the verge, you know, of what's going to happen. And so Americans are like, dum 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 no, we're getting back to normal. <laughs> so right. I thought it'd be good to revisit this wars and rumors of wars, and particularly the potential for <clears throat> forms of war in the United States. So um, I'll just start on this. We won't get through this, but I want to discuss these different war hotspots. War is usually a result of political anxiety, health and monetary systems failing, or mistrust among nations. Mm. We have all three. While we have always had wars and rumors of wars and even a number of world wars, the prospect of a third cataclysmic nuclear, biological, and chemical confrontation has been imagined for 75 years now. From the end of World War II until now, a series of regional and Cold War efforts have been the subject of most diplomatic dialogue. Preventing such a future war was the reason behind both the League of Nations and later the United Nations. Creating a table of international dialogue has been helpful for a season, but nations have continued, continued to develop more deadly and technologically advanced weapons. The next global war will ignite rapidly, develop fully in real time as the whole world watches on their smartphones, and escalate to a crescendo in hours and days. This may not be the Armageddon of the Bible. That, that will be unparalleled. But it may be World War III that we're fearfully envisioning. Here is a watch list of potential sparking points around the world. Mm. So do you get the vibe there, yep. uh, fellas? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's so much in the news today because we have 24-hour news cycles and beyond just news channels like CNN and Fox, which are both fomenting the idea in different in different uh, right. ideals but now we've got the countless social media outlets including mm-hmm. our own <laughs> there is such a thing as too much information yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, we're seeing the results of that that puts that there so the first thing that i put down here was the pacific region because at the time you know we were in this cycle with north korea that after every new presidential election we had to reestablish the relationship with north korea and so we put we had war games with South Korea. We put down uh, economic sanctions on North Korea for their bad behavior with nukes. And North Korea launched a few more things and said, here it comes. So it was just the cycle, you know, that, was, that kept on going. Mm-hmm. But then when COVID came, you know, they pulled back their fist in a defensive position ready to strike, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so that got heated up. And, of course, Trump went over, walked across the line by himself, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just right. hilarious. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And Classic like, we're going to put a Trump hotel right here in North Korea. You know? mm-hmm. And he walks across. And I don't even totally get it other than to say, what are we, what are we afraid of here? Yeah. You know? And, um, and, uh, and so, but, but when COVID happened, they shut down. And everybody said, where's, where's Kim Jong-un? Did he go on a you know, the 20 stories underground, or is he sick? Did he get COVID? There's a body double. Mm-hmm. And then now his sister's taking over and what's going on. And so what that did is it, it raised to DEFCON 4 mm-hmm. for them anyways. And for us, it was, we did send more fleets around to kind of exercise our muscle in what was going on. So that summer created this even more heated rhetoric and positioning that actually was more real than just Cold War rhetoric. You know, it, it actually became more, more threatening. And I said, North and South Korea have recently exchanged fire across their border. King Jong-un reportedly underwent a heart-related illness and botched surgery. When he supposedly resurfaced weeks later, media showed pictures of what was clearly a body double. 
Uh, the South China Sea is rife with conflict. China claims it pushed out a U.S. destroyer, but a second destroyer entered into the sea along with naval shows of strength by Vietnam, Indonesia, Philippines, and Australia. Hong Kong democracy leaders have been arrested under the quarantine edicts by China, and Taiwan's landslide election for a liberty candidate has infuriated mainland China. President Trump has called upon the World Health Organization to recognize Taiwan, because even we don't hardly recognize Taiwan you know, as a nation. So all those things were going on, and as soon as COVID went on, they just became even more interlocked and more... Uh, you know, red alert mm-hmm. uh, for that. Now we say, oh, we're back to normal, but all those things have not been resolved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even now we'd say, well, Hong Kong's about to go under. Yeah. And Taiwan's about to be invaded. Yeah. And Kim Jong-un's about to launch again. And so, you know, a lot of people kind of don't pay attention to those things because of the b- background rhetoric. But uh, COVID-19 brought about this heightening of, of, uh, of tensions. What do you think about that Pacific uh, region out there that you've heard, that you know? Cricket, 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 cricket. I mean, yes, it's, yes. <laughs> it's a big distraction. I mean, uh, you know, obviously I'm not as up to date on all of those particulars, um, but obviously it seems like COVID is the big distraction to keep everybody focused on one thing while all these things are happening behind the scenes. You know, in China, they're saying this is the United States, this COVID is attack. Yeah. But over here, we're saying China did it, China did it, China did it, China did it. So right. again, that's why we said COVID is such a, you know, watershed moment in the world to change the world. Can we have a new world order in 90 days? Mm-hmm. You know, sort of thing. Well, and you know, this, the Pacific ocean has gotten a lot smaller Yeah, because 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the ability for the Asian countries outside of our markets to truly influence policy and thought in the United States was very minimal. The Asian mind was very foreign to us, but now we're seeing, uh, they're very much involved in our political process yeah. and our political thinking. And COVID has kind of been the conduit yeah. that has been the, the trans-Pacific cable yeah. that has created, that's tied us together, yeah. it made the Pacific Ocean smaller. Hmm. And now there's influence across both it's ways. It's like when you go to a wedding and you're forced to sit at the table with your cousin and you hate your cousin, but it brought you together. And so now it's even, it's even more dangerous, you know, yeah. with, with, what's right. and so now, now they're saying, oh, there's this Asian hate. Yeah. And so you've got Asian, you know, government, uh, sponsored, um, commercials, you know, that's like, don't, don't hate Asians. It's right. not their fault. Not this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's the, you know, the making it smaller has put us in a closet together. Uh, Kamala Harris, vice president, uh, is married to uh, a chief lawyer for a law firm that is the main advocate for the Chinese communist business holdings in the United States, mm-hmm. which talk about a conflict of interest. Right. Like, you know, we're inter- intertwined there. Um, and so, uh, you know, what's, what's, tr- what's uh, Biden going to do with Chinese aggression? on Taiwan and Hong Kong and the Philippines. What's, what's he going to do with it? it? It seems like it would be changed. It would be one, you know, one-sided or the other. I love yeah. it when Trump said, you know, buy American, buy American. We're going to beat the Chinese, whatever. Yeah. And they said, is that a Trump tie? Yeah, where is it made? <laughs> In Malaysia In by Chinese China. companies. Yeah, I thought that was great. And so, you know, we're far more connected. But that, that does, and particularly with the COVID threat and fear, puts everybody, there are Chinese nationalists who wave the Chinese flag just like we wave the American flag mm-hmm. and who would love to finally once and for all get rid of American interests, you know, 
in the in the Pacific region. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went on to talk about the Indian Ocean and the Persian Gulf, and of course that came true because China and India really did go at it. They, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the video, but the Chinese troops are all in riot gear, and the Indian troops are in riot gear up in the mountains, and they're attacking each other with sticks and rocks and fighting each other, and and, and guys died because finally there was a few shots fired, you know, in that, and so. Um, I say Trump ordered the assassination of Iranian uh, leader Soleimani in Iraq, and Iran retaliated. They shot several missiles at U.S. bases and downed a commercial jet. There continues to be multiple U.S. and Iranian militias tit-for-tat clashes. Iranian speedboats harassed a U.S. destroyer, but President Trump ordered the next provocation to end in sinking them. Iran has promised to retaliate if sanctions uh, are renewed, and the U.S. pulled back from Kurdish areas and other forward bases in Syria and Iraq in order to shrink exposure. Of course, we just pulled out of Afghanistan now, and that place is going to the dogs faster than anybody could, mm. could imagine. That pushes the front lines up to Iraq, where we're doing tit-for-tat bombing. Mm-hmm. The Persian Gulf, where supposedly Israel and the United States are, are, are sinking Iranian shipping. And they're, reta- they're retaliating all the way in the Red Sea. And, and so these things that we talked about haven't stopped. They haven't shrunk. They've only uh, capitulated. So it's like almost like the first domino was knocked over right. in these just global areas where everything continues. And of course, we can't be everywhere at once. So Pastor Doug, what I've been seeing coming up in the news a lot lately is the Taliban and official U.S. recognition. I haven't read a couple, I saw a couple of headlines, but I haven't read any articles. How does that kind of play into so this? The Taliban was in power and was hosting Osama bin Laden basically you know, 20 years ago when, mm-hmm. we, when we started this battle, this war. So we put them out of power and we put in power a new Afghanistan government and a new Afghanistan army. Well, now we've pulled out. We told them we were pulling out. We negotiated, a, you know, that we were pulling out. Um, and we thought that they would hold on for a year or five years. Well, in reality, day one, the Afghanistan army that we trained and equipped basically retreated into Tajikistan, which means Tajikistan has a U.S. army. Mm-hmm. basically, and all of our weapons, and da, 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 da. And the Taliban has taken over now, threatening the government, and China's moving in um, to provide military support, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's, that was there, but now with, you know, post-COVID, it's very acute, and it's moved the front lines all the way up to the Middle East, to uh, where I'm going to go next. Israel has bombed Damascus, uh, sites linked with Hezbollah and Iranian militias. The potential to unilaterally declare sovereignty over the West Bank is inciting the Palestinians. Lebanese border incursions have increased. Gaza continues terror activity while the IDF responds with bombs. Russia continues its Syrian, Iraqi, Iranian, Turkish, Turkish, Pakistani, Afghani, and Yemeni loose but marked military alliance. It has expanded into Libya. At the same time, U.S. troops are pulling out in Saudi Arabia and Egypt. So, um, again, the, the, I wrote this article, you know, COVID-19 war, summer of, of 2020, but all these have even just gone Escalated. forward. Made it more yeah. acute. Um, the Americas, a Venezuela coup attempt fails again while President Maduro tries to prove U.S. involvement. Russian and Canadian U.S. fighter plane interdictions increase over the northern Pacific. Canada's Trudeau bans most guns after a shooting. Many people are of the opinion that U.S. civil war is looming. Mm. So all of a sudden that exploded. It has continued to explode. That's where I want to end this conversation on civil war. Europe, Brexit causes Scotland and Ireland to make new referendums on le- leaving Great Britain. Belarusia has begun separating from Russia economy, uh, economically and politically. EU has a euro that is falling apart, threatening the alliance. The Ukraine continues to be invaded by Russia. So all this was going on in 2019 prior to COVID. At COVID, it made everybody 
load their weapons and cock the hammer. You understand what I'm saying? All these things that were intense became real. Mm-hmm. And then over this period of time, they've all exploded even more. And so some would say that, that COVID-19 was, was pushing that, that chaos into sparking. Mm. And that right now we are in, you know, a beginnings of, of global war. So in conclusion, in addition to these hotspots, other factors are weighing heavily on the world's militaries, including military personnel illnesses and military use of biological chemical nuclear warfare ensure preemptive strikes. Power grid interference, food chain breakdowns, and election interference are acts of war. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we may have lost. We, we may have had economic warfare, political warfare, election warfare, cultural mm-hmm. societal warfare. We previously had a podcast where we talked about Marxist theory, critical theory, turning into critical race theory and social justice and people being woke and wanting to overturn society altogether. The, you know, the Russians said, we're going to crush you from within. You're going to fall mm-hmm. from within. They were attacking our very points of freedom and liberty. Mm-hmm. And, um, and COVID seems to have been the overarching pendulum, you know, falling uh, to that side. I say cyber and space wars are now ongoing. China's got its own uh, satellite over the Earth, and they're doing their own spacewalks, and they're sending their own uh, Mars missions. Uh, What's going on? Special forces are increasing training, softly engaging in infrastructure sabotage, social media propagandizing, and playing with open assassination. Who just got assassinated? Mm. A year more than... The the Haitian president just got assassinated. And and everyone's saying, was it the United States? Was the United States? Was the United States? Because it was clearly a special operations Mm -hmm. uh, episode. And I don't know the answer to that, but I'm just saying these things continue. Finally, there's a real possibility that civil unrest and outbreaks of violence among factions may take place as the vitriol has has gone beyond diplomacy and entered into threats. That happened. Mm -hmm. The summer of 2020, that, that absolutely happened. Speaker of the House Pelosi has mirrored U.S. enemy George Soros in saying that Trump will not be president after the next election one way or another. Our government, our governor, uh, Whitmer, said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she had worked as some sort of intern with the Soros organization. So that's mm-hmm. where she's taking orders or where her I- ideology is. Many governors have declared ed- edicts that their constituents are rejecting wholesale. Of course, Nancy Pelosi's nephew is Governor Newsom. In California. Mm-hmm. And that brings us now full circle to what is California doing that they wouldn't have done a year ago. Right. They are withholding uh, funds or withholding political and economic exchange with states based upon what well, they're saying, based upon how they deal with LGBTQ and transgender issues, mm-hmm. basically forcing the issue. Right. But again, we have this Chinese Communist Party. You know, Kamala Harris was from California. She's connected to Pelosi. The governor's connected to Pelosi. We've got China entered into American politics through California. I don't think China cares about LGBTQ and transgender policy, except that that's going to bring America down from within. Right. And so the the war continues in a different idea. The final step in a new world order resetting the globe to their liking is simply war, chaos, and fear. Only a determined Christian populace, penitent, praying, and preparing can hold back evil tides and pushing through the mayhem. Let us stand together and press forward with confidence. With, all, with God, all things are possible, Matthew 19, 26. Well, and, and I think people, the listener needs to understand that, that the global war that we're talking about here is not going to look like initially World War I or World War II. Right. That global war has now taken on new fronts. There's a Wall Street Journal article that just came out a couple hours ago 
uh, about uh, this cyber push that Putin, Putin is making against Biden. Biden drawing some red lines, and now the the Russian uh, Russian Putin is pushing against him to say, "Are you going to hold your nerve?" Right. And so they there's power struggle going on. The same thing that President Obama did with Syria and trying to draw red lines, and then a red line was then intended to be pushed against. And if a red line gets pushed against, then it tests the metal, the nerve of that other country. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And these these type of lines are more than geographical now. Uh, they're not only economic, but now yeah. n- now they're they're cyber. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But then entities like the World Health Organization have created new fronts, right. new, we, new we would call power that a fifth struggles. column, right? We would call that a fifth column, yeah. And so global war, in other words, global war could be happening. And a bullet and a shot not being fired. Right. And Tony, you know this because you're in this business. And that is before, if I wanted to have a clothing shop, I had to have a store. I had to have, you know, suppliers. I had to have all this. But now I can just in 15 minutes get online and start selling shirts. And and, and, and so and so it much it more changed profitable. the nature of business. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's and I think nations now are saying we don't have to shoot a tank. We can actually through cyber through space. Through culture, through social media, psychological, psychological, we can undermine media. We're not for capitalism, but we can we can do capitalism in the United States. Like China funds their military right. through capitalistic endeavors in the United States, mm-hmm. and so they diversified and and did. You did can business accomplish that the way. same goals. That now could I, only I will be say that with a gun all before. that is made possible because of the U.S. of A because of a primarily Christian culture that is tolerant and open and allowing, you know, this kind of goodwill to happen and believes it to mm-hmm. a certain extent. But wars and rumors of wars are increasing. And they, like you said, we are in forms of warfare, maybe always, but, but now the, the enemy's ability is very strong to, you know, take well, us to war. The, ba- the Bible says we, we battle not against flesh and blood. Right. But against principalities and powers. Okay, but what's the key to that verse? We battle. Yeah, there is a battle going on yeah. continually. We're we're never not at war. There is always a spiritual war that is yeah. going on that manifests itself into some of these these trends. Um, the the wind of the spirit moving produces real tangible things on this planet right. that you can see with yeah. feel and are tangible. So it, it is there is a spiritual notion uh, to it, and to think that the United States doesn't have spiritual evil within it and mm-hmm. within its institutions, you know, is wrong. And that's why we need a Bible culture. That's why we're doing a podcast because we need to promote it. Yeah. Again, so basic, we, we, we talked about this uh, in, in a previous episode, but w- when you have read the Bible, particularly Revelation, these types of things get your radar up because you know that what the end kind of looks like. The Bible very clearly tells us what's going to happen. So we see these things, and it's not that we're trying to be crazy conspiracy theorists, right, but right. we're paying attention we are awake to what the Bible is teaching us, and so we—it's a—it's almost a warning, yeah. Because we know that in the end, it's going to be more oppressive, more tyrannical. Uh, it's going to take lessons from Stalin and Mao and Hitler, mm-hmm. and then put it to work and and but be pseudo Christian almost and make it messianic. We ought not be ignorant of this Satan's devices, right? Right. And so I wanted to close up in the last five minutes here and talking about wars and rumors of wars just because what COVID did, what we had kind of predicted was happening, what's happened, and then where we are today. Um, people might say, oh, peace and safety. We're in peace and safety. When in reality, we're closer to some miserable and hot warfare. Mm-hmm. And particularly as people are saying civil war, 
civil war, civil war. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's just a bunch of extremists. That's just the media trying to work things up, eh, maybe to some extent. But what California is doing mm-hmm. is waging war on their fellow states. Yeah. It's kind of like um, Massachusetts getting all the other colonies in a war against England. Right. It, you know, it's, it's kind of like um, uh, Virginia, you know, getting everyone else in a war against the North. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you almost then have to kind of pick a side. It's not like everybody said, yeah, war, war, war. It's like, okay, now we have to weigh, and now that this has happened and this has happened, and the stair-stepping. So there was a, an article, California bans state-funded travel to South Carolina. This is uh, MSNBC uh, by Jeff Daniels. California bans state-funded travel to South Carolina, citing gay discrimination in foster law. So here is a, um, uh, you know, a, a, a piece of the California gov- government. Mm-hmm saying we're going to make this policy and we're not going to do because because we can't have gay adoptive out of South Carolina then we're not going to make we're going to make sure that there's no money going that way for their agricultural people or whatever right so so it's it is kind of politics it's leverage it's economic it's cultural right and it's in the news and it's in the media and of course the media is going to say oh Good for you, California, yeah, poor South woke. Carolina. Well, <laughs> well, how do you even regulate something like that? I mean, it's it's intimidation. Well, that was published in April. Yeah. Now, I found articles going all the way back to September okay, of 2020. So this, again, this is a COVID-inspired, you right. know, empowering of certain people. So well, in September, they say it's going to happen. By April, it's a big news item. And then we get to June, and California bans state-funded travel to five new states over anti-LGBTQ. So now we're at six states right, of economic warfare. And the latest is here, June 28th, California has banned state-sponsored travel to these 17 states over LGBTQ um, laws. Wall Street Journal, July 1st, California's growing cultural blacklist. The state expands its Texas sanctions to Florida and others. Same idea. So because of technology and the new forms of warfare, China's reaching through California and they don't really care. It's not like they're open to LGBTQ issues, but they they want to the United States and society to fall. They don't really care about black oppression, but they're going to use woke ideology to kind of bring about this form of warfare. And so now we got state against state. Of course, mm-hmm. the Bible says nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, right? In other words, it's it's regional and it's local. And I, I kind of saw it in sentiment, especially with Trump crowd people's, you know, yeah. I saw it in sentiment and I saw it in the press, like trying to build something up and they talk about the Michigan militia. Oh, even over in England, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's got this reputation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a paper tiger, yeah. you know, but, um, but the fact of the matter is, is, this is really happening. California is the oppressor. They're the ones that, you know, governor Newsom, California would have, would, if, if it was listed in the nations of the world, It'd be the 10th most powerful nation in the world. Governor Newsom is a, is a national figure waging war on the, on the rest of us, mm-hmm. saying he's going to run for president next time around, putting yeah. pressure on Biden to be even more leftist than mm-hmm. he is, and right. Kamala Harris uh, to do business with, with China. So China's waging war, mm-hmm. and we're falling from within because our own culture is, is not well-versed, vocabularized, well, and in the, the meantime, the media has us all completely divided over these things that we've talked about in previous episodes yeah. 
we're arguing over race and we're arguing over skin color and we're arguing over LGBTQ rights and all of these things and we're not paying attention to the bigger picture and what's happening. And they've grabbed a hold of, you know, China had control with the NBA. They mm-hmm. had control with General Motors. They had control. And so China's exercising with the NBA. Well, the NBA is going to be the first one to put mandatory masks. Yeah. China gives more money to Harvard than Americans give to Harvard. And so Harvard's going to come out and say, everyone's going to wear masks. And so China has played a wonderful Parcheesi Chinese chess, whatever checkers game of, of, but, but that's the unmasked. China is the unmasking of what is nefarious here. Because if, if California was simply making a principled stand, then it would equally apply it not only to states in our union that differ with them ideologically, but then if you're if this is your standard, then you don't need to look any farther than China as the greater abuser of this. <laughs> right, right. So right. if you want to limit state travel to a state like Texas, because according there was a Supreme Court ruling, a religious freedom it all, legislation. It all comes back. It all oh, comes back to always Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, that's what that's what we got to get to here. Uh, <laughs> then you ought to. Then there there ought not be any Californian officials traveling to China. Right. Oh, but that's not the case. Right. Okay. So it's something else. Yes. It's something else. It's something, it's something else. else. Yeah. And so people would call that conspiracy, but, you know, we try to lay out, you know, principles, we try to lay out vocabulary and def- definitions, and then we try to lay out, look, look and see what's going on since COVID-19 and where wars and rumors of war have, have been, uh, you know, um, heightened. Right. And now we're even dealing with civil suppressions yeah. by our own governor, by other governors making these uh, mandates. I think we're going to see more and more and more of this kind of thing. Not just picking on LGBTQ support or adoption. Sure. I'm not just picking on that. I'm saying this is the wave of the future. And how do Christians get back? By, by getting right. Right. By, by waging spiritual battle. By standing together no matter what state that we're in. We've got to pay attention to Christians in California. Mm-hmm. And gotta, I think the key is pay attention. Like I think this should yeah. maybe provoke all of us watching and listening to pay attention to what's going on. Any gubernatorial candidate here in Michigan? any national candidates, we should ask, what do you think about California withholding funds? Would yeah. you do the same thing? Would you stop that? Is this illegal? Is it civil war? What would you do in response to this? Mm, yeah. This should be a talking point in future debates. 100%. Thank you, gentlemen. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to check us out at BibleNation.org. We're on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, we want to hear from you. Thanks again. And remember, the best culture is a Bible culture. It's proven and it works. <laughs>